Welcome to episode 128 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, volume two of our Hitchcock series starts with Rebecca from Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And I'm Adam. Yeah. Tonight, we're starting with Hitchcock, Volume 2. Oh, yeah. Bum, that was bum. a good open. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I, I was confused that this movie didn't start with that, like, uh, the, uh, the theme. It's weird, You right? thought it was a TV movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this always gets me pretty excited to do this Hitchcock series. Um, we put through Adam through a lot of hell and trash films, uh, because that's my my uh, standards, but uh, yeah, the Hitchcock is more. Well, Hitchcock is kind of all of ours, I think. Yeah, yeah. I feel like all... Hitchcock is the kind of the one series that we all tend to enjoy, enjoy, and, and always find either new mo- movies that we haven't seen for the first time that we enjoy, or just mm-hmm. even you know revisiting films. But it's we the, tend to always it's enjoy the original most reason of why I ever yeah. joined you guys on a it's, podcast it's, episode. Oh yeah, it's true. Eh? It's kind of like the old bro podcast. Yeah, I think our Hitchcock series may have the most maniacs as well. I feel yeah. like there's always a couple of maniacs that come out of this well, series. Yeah. I, I find uh, there it's so sprawling his actual work. That's uh, there's well, so many movies he, I haven't he just seen. Yet. Always work. This mm-hmm. this is the like what uh, I was just reading some back history uh, or trying to read about Rebecca, mm-hmm. and then I ended up reading about all this stuff about him moving from England and all these things. But basically, he's working on a film. He's already thinking about the next three. or four that he might potentially be able to That's make. That's awesome. And and you know, he was brought over for this movie to do Titanic. Like that was supposed to be the movie he was going to make. Wait, I thought like the James Cameron Titanic was supposed to be his. Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's quite James. No, what was it? Was it Raising the Titanic? You guys remember that movie or no? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think that that was the original yeah. script. Yeah, but it, like it's it, that's why there's so much. There's fifty some odd movies, mm-hmm. and again, you have because he made them at such a high quality and. and Basically, in both his English period, starting from 1934, so he does, I don't know, 10 movies there, and then once he comes to America, he's the top director pretty quickly. Like, he has to prove himself, Yeah, and and that's, this picture is is proving that, oh, he's just, a lot of people were like, oh, he's just that British guy, like, he's coming over here. Yeah, who's this limey who doesn't have any ideas? Yeah, I I think, I think some of his British films maybe aren't as well known, but I think from the point from Rebecca on... Um, and, and I guess some of the ones before there, what is it, 20? Is it 20 films or something, would you say, from Rebecca on? Or? More, more? Well, like he made more than 20 yeah. films, yeah. But like out of those, it's like there's so many classics and like, you know, one could be your favorite, one could yeah. be my, yeah. it's, it, there's no like one 
great Hitchcock. There's so many that There's are so many that and are even, probably high away, up on like, most people's the list. Top six, like I don't know what's the top six, like Psycho, uh, North by Northwest. Uh, like we 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 cover yeah. usually on on these these episodes, yeah, yeah. like one like pinnacle. So we did no, uh, Rear Window last time. Mm. We we we're gonna do North, North by Northwest North in this one. We're gonna do a Psycho series. I think that's gonna cover mm, a lot yeah, of Psycho. By, and by the end of this year, yeah. Uh, by the end of this year, but then you yeah you also have Vertigo and 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 you know a lot yeah, of other you, movies you just named like six like insane movies and like there are like movies that like are crazy good that we don't even like talk about like this movie rebecca i guess won like best picture and no one really chats about it that much which is kind of weird it, it, like it, it's it's considered you know in his top echelon but not the the very top yeah. of, of because there's there's too many movies yeah and and even if you go into the british era like i have I, I had a couple friends when I was first getting reacquainted. <laughs> Look at this braggart over here. Yeah, I, oh, a, I got friends. I had. I <laughs> yeah, had a yeah. few friends. I, I put it in the past tense. But they, they when I was get, coming back into it in my early, like, early 20s, mm-hmm. um, they were all about the British movies. They thought mm-hmm. Young and Innocent and 39 Steps and... and, and Hipsters. And, no, and, and, and the late advantages were his. his I don't best like movies. those uh, rear window vertigo. They're too. Uh, uh, yeah. too they did too like those, but but a lot of those guys had the all of those movies mm. in their top fives. Well, yeah. the Thirty Nine um, Steps is pretty awesome, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, like th- yeah. Thirty Nine Steps is probably actually very close to my top yeah. five as well. But for me, it was like, oh, really? I guess I should watch these movies. Yeah. Um, because as, as a kid, I grew up and I was watching. I, I, you know, next week we're doing Shadow of a Doubt. I remember watching that five or four or five with oh, my wow. mom. Uh, I remember I saw the birds like a handful but of that's times. That's like growing the up. class. Oh, I guess like Birds and Psycho are like the two like uh, they were later period. Yeah. They were shown on TV. A yeah, lot. I feel like those were the two that I like. I don't think I watched like you. I don't think I watched yeah. the type of films, but I, I remember seeing in the background like my mom would be watching. I think those two. But they're like the two like, most the like ones that are on TV. Oh, it's that horror, like a yeah, and probably yeah, most visceral horror, easiest accessible, yeah. I guess. Like you know, Rebecca or, or something like Vertigo um, is not gonna. Yeah, yeah like those are de- definitely a different thing. But a rear Window, I, I remember seeing as yeah. kid, and 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 this movie, Rebecca, yeah. I, I remember distinctly. And it was funny when I first rewatched these in my twenties. I didn't think I had seen any of these movies. And then you're like, "Hey, I remember the, this." Um, uh, I remember that Uncle Charlie. Yeah. I remember some dude climbing <laughs> through a window. Uh, anyways, sure. so we're starting the series. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get well, the, the movie. The dude soon. climbing in a window. You, you got to call the cops on that shit. That's not. <laughs> Someone probably should have. <laughs> so it's where you met Maddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hey man. <laughs> if you ever see George Sanders climbing through your window, uh, you you should be calling the police. Um, but yeah, so we are covering uh, Rebecca from 1940 on, on tonight's. So we're going to start it off. Uh, this is Maddie's pick. Uh, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. you have not seen. This I haven't seen yet, uh, so. this. I haven't seen Shadow of a Doubt. And what are the other two we're doing? North by Northwest is going to be that. the third week, yep. and then uh, we're finishing off with Family, family Plot, plot which, which none I, of us have, I have yeah. not seen. So, which like, is crazy. yeah, I am like one for four on this one. Yeah, Family so Plot is considered lesser, but I, I that was my pick just because the plot sounds really interesting. Mm. But I, I've I've heard it's not his best. I <laughs> I uh, I, I when is it I, his last film. It's Sorry. his last okay. film. So when I was going through all of these movies and and going through them one by one, I did them in chronological order years ago, starting in like. I don't know, 30-some-odd, when I got all these box sets, when they first got a bunch of yeah. these movies restored, 
some of the 60s is is tough yeah uh, uh so you know the the topazes and the torn curtains i was like oh Ooh. yeah everybody is right maybe he lost it and then i saw frenzy which i had in my number 100 top, yeah. in our top 100 horror films of all time and kyle had seen afterwards right and yeah you, you i, quite I really enjoyed liked it. it yeah uh and i was like this is awesome I'm going to stop because I've heard the next one is not awesome. And I've never, I've always been like, I should watch that. Yeah. That's crazy. Is that the only Hitchcock you haven't seen or maybe some of the old British ones? I haven't seen some of the the old British ones. I think I'm maybe six or seven left. I haven't seen Murder. I haven't seen Rich and Strains. I haven't seen Waltzes of Vienna. Uh, There's probably a cut. Maybe, I don't know if I've seen his first silent film, the one before The Lodger, which I can never remember what it's Mm. called. But yeah, I've, I've... I went deep on this yeah. dude uh, years ago. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I love doing it, but I'm, I'm really excited because I haven't, this is the first time, and we've, this is the second time we've done it for this podcast, but on mm. the last podcast, we did, did we do three? I think we did two or three, yeah. We, yeah. we got through a chunk of them, which, yeah, we're well, going to. Yeah, yeah, we did like 39 steps. I think we did like. Two. I believe we did, yeah. yeah, we did do North by Northwest, so yeah. we are kind of revisiting that. But again, that podcast doesn't hey, exist to. Yeah. Well, it actually doesn't exist anywhere. I, uh, I, I never look <laughs> at like the, the, the rear view, it. and I never look at the future. You only have, like, right now. The man. present. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, but this is the first time talking to you guys. I'm going to be on the, like, the same first watch, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, yeah, before we get into uh, Rebecca, uh, anything exciting? Do you guys want to talk about anything you've watched? I went down to Clifford on uh, Friday night and saw, I don't know if you guys remember this guy, but Danny Vizanko, my brother from uh, the old... A podcast in a Shocktober. He played a show for his birthday. That was kind of cool to see him get up on stage and do his uh, Mr. Seven Star. I was going to himself. I was going to rate him seven out of ten stars. Did you like? Because I wasn't scared when he played. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you should have like booed, yeah, booed yeah. him and stuff the whole show. And then when he was like, "What the hell, Matt?" And he's like, "What? It's an eight out of ten, bro." Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind. He did a, a cover of our radio set, uh, "Paranoid Android" with uh, Greg Briscoe. Greg Briscoe playing. Uh, Keyboard. Oh, that okay. Was really awesome, man. He killed it. So yeah. Did cool. did he also? I think I saw a video of him doing um, fake plastic trees. Too. Oh, it was fake plastic trees. Oh. Yeah, it wasn't. So he didn't. Sorry. He didn't do a no, big no. It was just a radio headset. Yes, I was about to say he did paranoid Andrew. Yeah, I thought, Danny? yeah, I thought that was yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that song. People. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite oh, radio songs. Song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Wait, did you mention it was his birthday? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, his yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about that. Um, Happy fifty fourth, yeah. Danny. I yeah. can't believe it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else or? Yeah, that's what I did. Speak. Should we? Uh, I, do we need to bring up the Oscars? Do you guys want to talk about anything? What can we talk about? Like, I've been talking about. Uh, yeah, I think the whole. I, I had a theory when I first heard about this. Like, is this like Jerry Lawler? Like, uh, yeah. uh, Andy, Andy Kaufman? Yeah, like maybe. Like, it seems so out of place and weird. But like, no, I think that guy's got a lot that of shit. Being said, people are talking about the Oscars. That like, I don't think anyone's talked about the Oscars in the past like ten years. Well, they only talk about when something really goes wrong. Yeah, they, like, I think um, they talked about the moonlight. Yeah, the la la. Yeah. And that seems like a snore compared to this, man. This yeah. is like violence and uh Yeah. Uh not no, I don't care about the Will Smith thing. Yeah. Um, who cares about Will Smith? But uh I, I guess the uh, the awards, anything you guys uh I didn't watch the awards, oh, so yeah. nothing yeah. uh Coda winning, winning is so, uh, kind of a surprise. None of us had seen that movie, yeah. right? I've heard a lot of people say like it feels like a TV film, but it's like a well it's like a good film, but technically it's not very impressive. Well, I think that happens with the Oscars a lot of times yeah. where when Green, you what was that in Green Green, Green Book, Book or, you have this yeah. like just crowd pleasing movie that gets into the nominations and everyone goes, well, I kind of I like yeah, I like it was entertaining. It was, yeah, well, it was, right, right, right now, that's what people end. want, right? Yeah. I guess crowd 
pleasers and we, you know, we've been stuck fucking isolated and grumpy for two mm-hmm. years. So, you know, I was reading something about, uh, I, I was curious, like why Spike Lee stopped acting. Uh, so I, I just, I looked up why did he stop acting? Yeah. I guess it was a simple answer. He never wanted to act. He just had to do it because he had no budget. Yeah. And then the Mars, uh, the Mars character he did for all the Nike ads yep. blew up. So then they were like, no, now you have now to you be. Have to act. They're expecting you to be in your movies. And that's how he was in Do the Right Thing. But once he got to a certain level where that character went away, he was like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he was talking, they were asking him about the Oscars. He's like, why would I care about the Oscars? Yeah. I, like, think about the Oscars. The year uh, I made do the right thing, driving fucking Miss Daisy one, oh, and I didn't even get amazing. nominated. Yeah, that's it's about time someone says shit like that because they don't matter. They're, it's bullshit, right? Yeah. Like, dude, but they had a lot of like a lot of the movies on your top ten were were Oscar nominated. Some of them even won. I mean, Drive My Car won Best International. Uh, Power of the Dog was nominated. I feel like some of your other ones were. Yeah, like, but it's never. It, it rarely feels representative of how. Yeah. Like I'm feeling about. Like I don't. I don't look at the like. It's usually. Uh, near the, the like the few days before them, like, oh, this got nominated. Yeah. I used to watch it as a kid in the nineties. I, I like the Billy Crystal years. I'd watch with my parents. <laughs> hey, unless Bruce Blanche is in it, I'm, I want nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, once I got rid of Blanche, I was <laughs> yeah. out. Um, did, but, did you guys hear about the joke of the uh, the Twitter words? <laughs> No. no. So I guess they did to try to like bring in an audience like, hey, for popular films can get it now. Like thinking, ah, Spider-Man will win. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, so, I, I saw that the Snyderverse took yeah. over. So I guess, uh, yeah, the, the fucking Snyder fans own Twitter, man. <laughs> uh, so I guess um, the, the awards were best crowd-pleasing moment. I think this could be of all time. Like, although most of the things were of the past like five years. Yeah. It was like the Avengers Endgame moment, um, yeah. Spider-Man with the three Spider-Man moment. And what one was the flat, which I think is fantastic, but I you yeah, know yeah, it's because fan, <laughs> th- those fans on Twitter, the flash moment, just league. And then best picture, which everyone's like, ah, Spider-Man is going to win yeah. it because that had the biggest box office. Uh, Army of the Dead one. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Do you think they're just doing this as a joke? Like, remember, no, they like, actually are just <laughs> so, so dedicated. Fans are hardcore. Because uh, yeah. I remember like Mountain Dew did something like this, where I guess the kid just kind of figured this out. And like, I think they, they ended up uh, with the Mountain Dew. It's like, you know what? Think about it. Hitler had some ideas. <laughs> I think it was like they were going to, like, it was like, I'm not paraphrasing, but that was like a Mountain Dew title and people like voted for it. I can see some of that being that. It's but almost I like think the Christmas just, in uh, July. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Which I get, don't get me wrong, glad to see. But even I'm like, okay, this, yeah, this yeah. shows why. This is why that people want to see a popular vote that you don't do. Well, <laughs> I and I actually think uh, I, I did see that, and I went. This is uh, almost like it, it gets to be a problem. Like if you have a fan base like that, that then gives someone so much control. And I think uh, for artists, you need like actual friction, right? Like to mm-hmm. make great, great art. Like I, I. I you know, whatever I think about the Batman versus Superman or or or, or Man of Steel, there would have been friction making those movies, and because of that, you you get something that's better. You there, get you gotta get lean at that point. Any like you have to make choices, and mm-hmm. usually when people are left to their completely own devices in any sort of art, visual art, music, yeah. like you always hear like, oh, now now we gave Oasis. <laughs> five million dollars to make a record and they just go down a fucking coke hole and make be here now or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. like it usually is bad and i'm always leery of fan bases that give artists too much control um but i don't know if snyder is like that i mean army of the dead possibly i don't know how much control he had for that but even justice justice league was like him 
given almost full control, and that's considered his one of his more popular movies, at least in a long time. And even that, though, I, I but guess it, they there did is still constraints. Have. Beca- well, because, I think yeah. uh, I well, think they pulled it away from him. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. But I mean, like the director's cut, he was almost given like cart cart. What is yeah. it? Carte blanche. Except I, I think but the big he, thing he had is to paint a picture using an already painted picture at that point. I think so, that yeah. the big thing was Green Lantern. Yeah, they made him um, take out and replace with Martian Manhunter. But other yeah. than that. And that that's like a minor scene, but yeah. but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I agree. I agree. Like I think you know. We're going to talk about a movie you know. that I think is better because of this. The it, friction. It, it, the friction. I do. I will say that like Snyder, all of his director's cuts are better than much better than his his original versions for me. Yeah. I, again, like that that could be like a. Yeah. I haven't seen the. I've I've seen only seen the director's cuts of his yeah. movies actually. In both Man of Steel, yeah. I uh, watch. Have you seen the director's cut of Watchmen? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's better too. Uh, yeah. yeah, the only one I, I haven't seen Sucker Punch, which I heard that one again. It's not a real director's cut because he wasn't able to shoot a lot of the stuff. Yeah. But I heard the extended cut is even makes that film better, which I didn't love that movie. Mm-hmm. In theaters, I haven't seen it since. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. So, what you're watching this week? Anything fun? I only watched one thing. Oh, what was it? Nightmare Alley. Oh, okay. So this was your number yeah. 10, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the the new Nightmare Alley, Del Toro's mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley, starring Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman. Ooh. Um, so I think I feel very similar to Kyle, potentially. Like, it's almost too clever of a conceit in, in the end and how it comes together. And it, The first half is where it's at? The first half is where it's at. When yeah, he's I, doing I the, all the, the, the freak the show, stuff, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, and he, I, once and he, there's some dark, that, like the stuff with the freak is fucking... The geek. Geek, sorry. Yeah, um, Biting heads off chicken one. Yeah. yeah. No, well, there's more, yeah. Yeah, like, why, how they become the geeks. And it sets up and it's this... Pro- I bet you it's probably like based on some of that. It's probably yeah. fact. Well, it's in, it's in the original too, I yeah. believe. Uh, and it's it's supposed to be like this, and the, and, the, and the book, it's supposed to be this wallop at the end, but I, for some reason it just didn't <laughs> no. hit me on, mm-hmm. that, on that level. It almost seems a little bit silly for the, compared to the rest of the film in a way like it's almost too like movie like Mo- yeah Shyamalan ending kind of two wraps it up yeah. too completely yeah. and, and you know it's gonna go there but there's just some disconnect I, I, I still really liked it yeah. the first half is is super cool and the performances mm. I thought were pretty solid it looks amazing looks amazing but yeah yeah I there's a lot of stuff I like like I like I just love the whole idea I love all that scene of uh a guy doing parlor tricks and then yeah the carnival stuff and like and I, the I explanation know. about how they're going to yeah. do that I think D- actually David Stratham uh steals the show as, as one of the kind of carny guys that could have had it all and then you know Oh fun. okay yeah yeah you yeah, know who yeah. I'm talking yeah, about Yeah 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 uh, he, I think I, I actually I usually think Kate Blanchett is fantastic, but I think she overplays her hand sometimes. There, there, I have issues around the edges of this thing. It yeah. still like looks. Yeah, I, I think Maddie is gonna really like. It. I think it could yeah. it'd be a thing for. So I gotta check it out. Yeah. You gotta so, check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna give it seven point five. I, 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 I yeah. gave up on uh, 2021 movies. I'm now into 1985 movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I ended up watching Fright Night. Have you seen Fright Night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How great Made is my this top movie? This is awesome. They don't talk about the actual. Uh, Effects of this movie, which are amazing, when they turn the wolf back into uh, the evil, like 
how great is oh, that yeah. scene? You forget how good that transition. Well, even is. The, the the look of the vampires and like the the finale yeah. scene with that, this big the one with the big smile. Even when and... the first time you see uh, what's the guy the fa- uh, the, the vampire when the first time you see him turn into a vampire, it's like wow, this is so cool. And like that the way the house is constructed too, mm. like it's it's such a great yeah. it looks uh, awesome. It's got like the, yeah, the, uh, the the floating stairwell coming yeah. down. It kind of oh. reminds me of actually the house from Salem's Law. Yeah, yeah, Which, a lot. Have you eh? seen that yet? No, I haven't seen that. On that. Maybe this, uh, uh, is that 1985? No, no, no. no. Do, do it in September so it counts. So it doesn't count for your like uh, shock. It'll be my warm up. Yeah, yeah, it's too long for. Uh, oh, I did in October. I know, you, but you get the point. Yeah, half. that's true. Point. It's, and a half. I think it's like it's not too bad. It's it might be like three hours, and if you're gonna get the yeah. point and a half. Really, that's kind of worth that's it. That's true. If you do, it was on my list, uh, la- yeah, but yeah, we were right. we were down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, where it was like, if I watch this three hour movie and lose by one point, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's yeah. I think it, yeah, it made my top one hundred. But I, I think I'm already I'm the king of Halloween for now. But I think I'm putting the 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 towel. I, I think I'm already gonna be you're gonna be uh, succeeding probably this yeah. year. Um, Maybe I have a chance this year, eh, guys? <laughs> No. Uh, anything else about Fright Night? Or? Uh, no, I, I was thinking, like, what a cool story. What, like, a, mm-hmm. what is evil, uh, evil Ed's relationship with the other fella? Like, do they like each other? Are they friends? No, That's they're like one best friends. Thing, but I they thought. don't seem like they like each other. Am I, <laughs> I wrong think it's in like this? us, though. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> like, I, I think it's like you. Like, someone saw this. I would be upset if you, like, ended up dying. He didn't seem like he had any remorse or, like, care that he was. Uh, I don't know if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, we we he's just constantly viewer, busting his our ball. listeners at home. Yeah, we do genuinely yeah, you know, yeah. love each other. There's yeah. a lot of love in this yeah. room. This is That's <laughs> why we can be so ruthless with yeah. one hey, another. Speak for yourselves, assholes. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no. Have you seen Friday Night Two? Uh, that's the one in the dance club. Or am I thinking Vamp? That's Vamp. I don't think I have that. No. Check it out. It's, I think again, I, I watched on YouTube like uh, like um, HD quality yeah. though because it's one of those ones that, like. It came out on DVD, went out of print quickly, and then was selling for $100. I think there's some bootleg or maybe some foreign um, releases on Blu-ray, but it's mm-hmm. never had... A, there's like there's rights issues here, and it's impossible to see here, and who knows we'll, we'll ever get an official But you can release. see it on YouTube.com. YouTube, yeah. Dot so, com. Check dot com. it out. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, that's www. HTTP <laughs> <laughs> YouTube is now paying us. Yeah. Um, GeoCities yeah. yeah. backslash XXZZZZ. U as in the letter U and tube, T U. Backslash Electric Life. And then there's a subfolder called YouTube. And that's where you get it. Check that shit out. It's all. It's all. I was going to say plea. Ploy. Ploy. A ploy to uh, get yeah people to YouTube. It's you, the letter YouTube.com. And it's just going to be uh, us all dancing scantily. <laughs> exactly. To, Rick you know, with some plastic vampires. Someone's got to have <laughs> you to. Yeah, it's I'm probably sure. YouTube probably owns and that it's pro- for sure. It's probably, right? It'll really be directed to porn. YouTube. Yeah. It's probably, or porn, yeah. 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 Oh, f- eight out of ten. Nice. Eight out of ten, yeah. Uh, yeah, I only got one to talk about. Uh, so Rebecca didn't love on my first uh, viewing, so it's one I'm revisiting. So I thought I'd want I wanted to revisit one of the other Hitchcock movies that I did not love on my first uh, viewing, and that is Strangers on a Train from 1951. Not sure what didn't work for me the first time around. I think it's just because maybe we we watched it and it was like surrounded by like the big guns, and I don't think it quite hits that high. But I still think it. Well, I really enjoyed it a lot more in this time. I think the uh, the villain in it uh, is amazing. What's yeah. his name? Bruno. Um, 
Bruno is is yeah, he's he's so fun. I do stand by like the issues I have with it, I still kinda had some of them. Like I find that first twenty minutes, half an hour is fucking amazing. And then once it happens, it's a little bit repetitive. It's just him showing up at different spots. And like some of it's fun and stuff, but it does kind of get repetitive until like the last then 20 minutes. Is Which is incredible. That's what, the fair? The fair, Which yeah. is fine. One thing I never noticed though, so like they they know that he, he sp- they're supposed to be watching him. He got in a car and tries to get away the lead, the hero of the movie. But so he run- he's going to run to the, um, the, the uh, Ferris wheel. Wait, is that a... No, uh, the... Merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. Carousel. 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 I just got those yeah. fucking... He's running the carousel because Bruno's on there, and the cop just pulls out a gun and shoots at him in the middle of, like, a busy <laughs> fucking... It's like, why? Like, this guy's... Why? Like, he's just well, going there. that's you Hitchcock. It doesn't really... Like, from that point, it's like, you don't think... He, it's like... Because Hitchcock, <laughs> in any any opportunity uh, to make the police look like idiots... Okay. Oh, yeah? He hates the police. Huh. He mm. wouldn't drive a car because he was terrified of them. So when he was a kid, he did something bad when he was like five, Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the bobbies fucked him up. Well, he his dad got one of the the police on the beat to be like, come in, fake arrest my son, put him in a cell, teach him a lesson. Oh wow! And it messed him up his whole life. He he always references that throughout when he's in the thirties, all the way till he dies. There's a there's a, a story about that I probably won't talk about on next week's episode of, of him hiring Joseph Cotton to be in shadow of a doubt. And he makes Joseph Cotton drive him and, and pretends he doesn't know how, but he does. He's like, yeah, I taught, taught my daughter. She's 14 or now I just, I taught her, but I do it in the driveway. I'm not going anywhere near the police. <laughs> so whenever there's a, a, a police character in his movies, he's usually bumbling. He tries to undercut okay. them. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, that seemed kind of stuck to me. Yeah. Like, Without spoiling too so much. So he reads all these stories about the police messing up because he's a true crime fanatic. Yep. So I, I'll let you go back. But okay. like any any police, like he'll 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 go back and and reference like, well, they did this crazy thing, so this mm. actually happened. And because uh, did he put it in movies to like, like amplify it? Yeah, it's just crazy because that leads to the whole carousel going chaotic. And there's like a fucking little boy on there yeah. and a bunch of young teen like kids and toy teens. And then the whole like I'm spoiling, I guess. Yeah, but there's a big fucking crash, and like they don't show what happened. And these people, like those in real life, all those people died. When you see like it, what it, happens that carousel, yeah, yeah. fling, fling out. Yeah, it's because it was going so fast that apparently many. the one the hero is literally hanging off with his feet hanging out, which yeah. is kind of stupid too, because that would have to be really, really fucking fast yeah. to be doing that where you're literally hanging. Well, that's some G, <laughs> some yeah. G force. Yeah, but um, other than but it's still it's still great, you know, tense ending, even if it is silly. But yeah, there's most of his endings are yeah, uh, like yeah. Th- th- you know, we'll get to the Mount Rushmore ending in a couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah. Like they're they're you they're heightened. He's never trying mm-hmm. to be yeah. a, a realistic uh, movie yeah. maker in a lot of ways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the the first twenty minutes are are fucking amazing. Like the murder scene and how that's shot and how it plays out. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know his character is just so great. Did you I, up with that tennis match. Yeah, I love the tennis. Yeah, the match. tennis yeah, match. That's, yeah, that's tense too. Well, that that leads into the whole finale. He's yeah. racing to get there. But uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I feel like the middle point has some problems. I still enjoyed it a Farley lot. Farley Granger though. isn't. I have. I like. I don't love him in Rope either. That's a lead. Yeah, yeah. I, and I feel like he. He's, well, he's not the great. He's not a great lead. Yeah. Well, even the relationship between him and like the center's daughter, like there's not really much there. We're supposed to like really be behind them. She's just a rich bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. If she's a bitch. She no, really do anything, don't, she's from. Uh, 
Isn't she from the fucking Leslie Nielsen Nature Got Amok movie we just watched? Oh, is that her? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Nice. <laughs> I Good think so. pull, baby. <laughs> um, well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I still really die. I'm going to go... I'm going to go seven and a half uh, out of 10. It's not quite a maniac for me. But again, this went up quite a bit. I think I only gave it like, uh, well, I guess not quite. I think it would raise maybe a half point on a. It's, it's, I probably, the first time I watched that one, like again, when I was watching them all, it was kind of like, oh yeah, this is really solid, but I don't know. And I like, I wish I got to see the 35 millimeter print that just the playhouse had because it, it keeps escalating. A couple of them, you know, mm. eh, they go up, they go down. Mm-hmm. That one, like that one, like they're not as, it's not always going up. This one always seems like it's well, going up for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it, it definitely went up a couple spots for me, but um, it's it's still not my favorite. It's kind of like the middle tier for me, I think, for Hitchcock. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'd probably be the same. Like it, mm-hmm. it's probably like <clears throat> around number 10, yeah. uh, like That's of all time for crazy, him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I still have quite quite a bit to watch. But um, yeah, uh, anyways, anything else, guys? Or? No, you guys want to get into it? Uh, sure. Let's do it. Okay, let's throw up the trailer for Rebecca from 1940. Announcing the return of the most glamorous motion picture ever made, David O. Selznick and Alfred Hitchcock bring you the Grand Slam Prize winner that made motion picture history. Winner of the Academy Award, voted by America's critics as the best picture of the year. And now, as a result of a national poll, winning new honors as audiences throughout the country vote to see it again. The Selznick Studios successor to Gone with the Wind, Rebecca, brought to the screen with all the warmth and emotion that made millions of readers acclaim Daphne du Maurier's bestseller as the most exciting love story of our time. The fascinating Max de Winter lives on the screen in the person of Laurence Olivier. Why, it's Max de Winter. How do you do? The shy, unsophisticated young girl who dared to follow in the footsteps of the beautiful Rebecca is portrayed by lovely Joan Fontaine. How could I ask you to love me when I knew you loved Rebecca still? Whenever you touched me, I I knew you were comparing me with Rebecca. What is the mystery of Rebecca? What dread secret is hidden within the silent walls of Manderley? Not only in this room. It's in all the rooms in the house. Almost hear it now. Do you think the dead come back and watch the living? Tell me, is Mrs. Van Hopper a friend of yours or just a relation? No, she's my employer. I'm what is known as a paid companion. No, I didn't know companionship could be bought. There is mystery, love, and laughter in Rebecca. The motion picture is still unsurpassed for suspenseful romance. A self-conscious woman juggles adjusting to her new role as an aristocrat's wife and avoiding being inter- A self-conscious woman juggles adjusting to her new role as an aristocrat's wife and 
avoiding being intimidated by his first wife's spectral presence. Almost sounds like supernatural, yeah. but this this movie t- kind of has almost that supernatural it vibe. It is so weird. I heard this is pretty much. I heard it referred to as a, a haunted house movie without any ghosts. Yeah, well, like that, that actually makes a perfect sense. It's a there, gothic ghost story, like a gothic romance yeah, ghost story. There is a tension in that house that you're like, they shoot the house so well, and there's such a tension. It looks, it so looks spooky. Uh, incredible, and and. I, I I didn't know this until this time. I I, I watched uh, something that went over all of the visual effects. Mm-hmm. Even inside the house, a lot of it is matte paintings. Get out of here! Would you ever clock that? No, no. that's crazy. Crazy, eh? Because it looks like the house is like a, a par- so <laughs> much is movie, built, yeah. but then the, some of the sides yeah. and some of the ceilings are all done. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Uh, the, the visual effects work, which I I never appreciated because mm-hmm. it, I. I'm just not, I'm a layman when it comes to that stuff. There's tons of it everywhere. Yeah. Um, like the one thing when, jo- we'll get into, I guess, plot one day, yeah. but I'll say one last thing about the visual effects. When Joan Fontaine is looking out the window and she sees uh, Mrs. Danvers, uh, Miss Danvers closing the, 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 the other window or the blinds yep. or whatever in Rebecca's room, that's a puppet. <laughs> like, like, like Miss Piggy is like yeah. I shut the windows kind of deal. It's a it's an actual puppet. Oh, that's awesome! I've yeah. seen this movie ten times. Why? Just because it was a smaller. Yeah, it was you know, a miniature. miniature to, yeah. They didn't have the the full thing. They thought about doing mats and just the room, but Weird. he was already over budget. Oh, that's awesome! Which, yeah, th- yeah. This film, he went. He, yeah, like, wasn't it like. 1.2 million and he went like 500,000 500,000 over, over budget. So like yeah. half the budget essentially yeah. like well yeah like like 40% of the budget. I think like <laughs> yeah. so this is his first English film, right? And I American think, film. American yeah. film, sorry. And yeah, wasn't there like a lot of um turmoil between him turmoil, and the producer? Yeah, yeah, like and, and and a lot of like he was doing it his way too like he didn't he refused to like uh, do um, practices or whatever while they're setting up the sets because mm-hmm. the noise bothered him. So like that made them always go past their time and budget. Well, and yeah, like should it's we sells next? So right? yes, it sells yeah. next. Should, should we say? I can't believe I'm the person saying this, but should we? Uh, we just tell people what it's about and then because I, I, sure. I can yeah. talk yeah, about yeah, a yeah, million yeah, different yeah, things. Sure. Well, yeah, we're just we're just kind of going over where I made it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You, if you want to, yeah, I, I, it's it's a movie about. Um, Basically, this this young woman. Who, How old is she supposed to be? Like twenty, I would say. She is a child. They kept referring to her as a child, child. in this. Like, yeah, you feel so. Yeah, okay. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so she she's on, as uh, been hired as a personal companion. Her father has passed away, and now she just needs a job. So she's with this rich woman who's uh, just this boorish woman, and uh, she meets this kind of sees this brooding guy that's just looking over a cliff and she thinks he's going to jump. Yeah, so she kind of distracts him. And, and then they they have this meeting. It doesn't go very well. Well, even at that the jump, though, he's like a dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's kind, well, of, she's a kind of a dick the, the whole entire movie. time. He's always yeah. a dick. Yeah. Um, at, at least on screen. Like, you get glimpses of who he can be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, she's on vacation. Her The, the person she's supposed to be the can- companion for gets sick. She starts hanging out. With him and at like his behest, and she's like, yeah. "No, no, I can't." Like, no, you must. Yeah, like, we're going. Yeah, uh, and even and and then they eventually uh, uh, he proposes, but it's not like a proposal; it's more mm. of like a demand. Like, yeah. uh, you're going to marry me, and that yeah. that's that. Or or if not, you can go with her, whatever you want. Yeah. 
and then they get married and they go back to Manderley. And Manderley is almost this fantastical. It's the Buckingham Palace of England. Like people like talk about this house. That I was thinking of the yeah. house in Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah, it's Xanadu <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, Xanadu. Uh, I think this movie actually has a lot of parallels with with Kane mm-hmm. that, that, that sense, I'll, I'll talk it? about later. She moves in there and quickly she feels completely out of her depth and he's had a, another wife, Rebecca, mm-hmm. and she basically uh, is this revered, supposed to be the most beautiful woman, intelligent, charming, witty. Everybody loves her. Everybody Rebecca. loves her. Like, put on a pedestal that mm-hmm. no one can imagine and, and she's just so uncomfortable. And everyone is just making her feel so Little and small in yeah. this house, like, treating her like a child, even though she is now the uh, the madame of the house. And and there's this Miss Danvers who basically looks after the house, mm-hmm. who was so close to Rebecca and and can't stand her and is undermining her. And and it basically goes. There's a mystery to what happened to Rebecca, and mm-hmm. it kind of unravels with the story. But it really is about her journey um, through this, and and. And really becoming, you know, having her own agency mm-hmm. and, and having and, and taking over her life eventually as things start crumbling. Um, anyways, that's what it, but it was yeah. a David O. Selznick mm-hmm. uh, production. He, he was He's just gone with the wind, felt, gone right? with the wind. He was very successful. His brother, uh, Myron Selznick, I believe it was his name, was one of the top agents. He was Hitchcock's agent. It was responsible bringing him over oh, wow. from England. Um, so, also hilarious, David O. Selznick. Do you know what the O stands for? Nothing. He just made it up. He thought it sounded good. <laughs> Classy. So in North by Northwest, there's a guy that, that I think the, the, the villain of it is something O whatever. Hmm. Oh, so he's kind of like busting his balls a little bit? So when he talked to, Hitchcock talked to Bogdanovich, and Bogdanovich was like, what, why'd you, what's the O hmm. stand for? He says, Zero. Nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> like he was always and 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 uh, Thornburn in in Rear Window looks like David O. Selznick. Hmm. So there's definitely tension. They did not get along during this, right? Like, yeah, and I guess they became friends later. Friendly in life because they there was no personal business connection, yeah. and just as people, he didn't mind him. But O. Selznick was. Uh, of the thought that the producer was the auteur, not that there was an auteur, but the producer is the individual that's making the movie and the director just takes his demands. And Hitchcock, of course, came from basically the German idea, which ends up taking over. The director is the author of the the movie. Uh, And instantly, Selznick sees the first draft of the script that he's been working on in England and just rips it apart. His memos, have you guys seen any of Selznick's memos? They're insane. They're pages and pages long, talking about the most minute details. And he would send these daily. He had three secretaries always on uh, on call. So if he had an issue, he would get a memo, memo and he would send it off, constantly sending memos. He was taking, like, uh... Benzedrine and B12 shots. Like he was just going, he was staying up. He's finishing Gone with the Wind. Oh, so he's just going nuts. As they're doing this production, which saves Hitchcock in the end. And a lot of his decisions about uh, what to do with the script are good. Don't give her a name. She yeah. should just be nameless. Like, why are you trying to call her yeah, Daphne? She, yeah, she's just like, what, uh, DeWinters? She's, miss, she's the second Mrs. DeWinters. Yeah. And uh, like most of his constructing elements are really great the problem is once they're on set hitchcock shoots all he does is like okay i'm 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 shooting what's necessary i already know what the movie's supposed to look like so he'd get the dailies and be like where's all the extra footage so i can edit this 
It's like, yeah. well, this is the movie. Why do we need any extra stuff? We're not going to use it. Yeah. Um, so when Selznick would come down to the set, the cameras would, Joan Fontaine talks about this, like, oh, all of a sudden the cameras would be not Rolling. working. Oh, mm. you kind of like, oh, what's the matter? Uh, There's a technical issue yeah. in it. And because uh, Hitchcock was such a technician, originally he was an art director and he knew how the cameras worked. <laughs> He's he could out ex- rails. <laughs> he could explain it the whole time, like why, and the second Selznick would leave, yeah. They'd be back up and shooting. But Selznick would send memos about people's eyebrows. I think mm-hmm. they thin the eyebrows too much. We're going to have to pencil those oh, in. So stop this. He was just being like pedantic at that point. Like just like really he is nitpicky. Just nitpicky on everything. But maybe, I mean, Gone with the Wind is, you know, considered one of the biggest, best films of all time. Maybe some of his shit worked. I don't know. Maybe this one. Some- no, I, I don't. I, yeah. I think a lot of his shit does work. And in, in, in the, again, he, he believed in. Uh, novelizations where they're basically like he called them picturizations of novels instead of novelizations yeah. and and he would just want the novel on film and in this case um, Hitchcock didn't like taking really good novels and making them movies he wanted like kernels of an idea that he thought they they never and really did they could, and then he could fuck with it any yeah. way he wanted this one was a good novel and a lot of the ideas were better than Hitchcock's original ideas if you go through all the adjustments mm-hmm. he was going to make that don't end up making the movie, mm-hmm. they're it, quite good. It makes you wonder, like, if he ha- if he is really detail-oriented, which some of the best directors are, Kubrick, whatnot. I wonder why Selzing never got into just directing. and, and I think he starts losing his mind oh, okay. uh, pretty quick. Like, his, he, this is the top. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Gone with the Wind, Rebecca, which wins Best Picture, which he gets the, you know, yeah. Hitchcock yeah. never got an actual Oscar. Yeah. Um, and he's at the top of the game, but I guess you can only go at that speed for so long before you start. To everything lose. starts running to production mm. issues. He's going over budget on all those things, so he starts having to. Uh, we don't need to get into this much, yeah. too much, but he starts giving out Hitchcock to other people. Um, but so I, th- uh, but I think in this case, because he's so busy with Gone with the Wind, he's not that focused, and Hitchcock is like not as worried about some of the other things, and and. And, and some of the female viewpoint, which is so important, this is maybe his most feminist movie. I think, like, there's only the one dude, really, like... Uh, other than, got like... Mr. DeWinter's, like... Again, you got the uh, the ending, or, like, her cousin that comes in. Yeah. He's kind of like a sleaze, but... Yeah. I, isn't it's, George Sanders just oozing with sleaze? I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love... You, when he comes in, like, oh, Miss Danvers, no, didn't want this, you to see me, but here we are. What are we going to do about this? <laughs> like, he's such a... Yeah, he's a great character, and um, so so I think it, it works out in the end because Selznick was known to be to uh, be one of the the more kind of female oriented producers of mm-hmm. the time period, and I think you you do get that viewpoint um, of, of like how horrible it would be yeah. to be in this situation. Yeah, uh, I, I guess we could bring up that the the novel was uh, written by Daphne Du Demar. Yeah. Which I guess she also wrote Jamaica in, and then the short story is The Birds and Don't Look Now. So that's yeah. kind of uh, interesting. Uh, screenplay was Robert E. Sherwood and Joan Harrison. Uh, again, Joan Harrison did a couple other. She yeah, did um, he, Jamaican foreign correspondent. And a Suspic- lot of his TV yeah, show. Suspicion Saboteur. And yeah, and, and, and basically, like, I think through most of that decade, works in the 40s, worked side by side with him. It was one of his. his like closest uh, uh, collaborators. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we we can talk about the cast as as we get to them, as we mm. kind of briefly go run through the the plot and, and what we liked and didn't like about it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You guys keep on going ahead. So uh, the villain of this is clearly Miss Dan- Danvers, right? Yeah. Like 
and she almost like floats in and out of scenes. Like you a, never see her walking. Yeah, like she is like a presence, almost like a, 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 a witch in a weird way. A witch is a, I, I wrote that down yeah. too. Like oh, I think a witch is a great way of doing her, and she almost reminds me of like uh, a proto Hannibal Lecter or something. She never blinks. Yeah, she's like robotic. Like she's she's spooky. Like she like the scene which is maybe my favorite scene in the whole movie when. Um, Joan Fontaine finally goes into Rebecca's room on the other side of the, the wing. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, Rebecca's been haunting her this whole time, the idea of her. But when she actually goes in the room, you start feeling like this present. And yeah. he's, Hitchcock's playing with shadows. He's playing with all these effects. And then Miss Danvers comes in and basically just starts scolding her, but also talking about what it was Rebecca was like and what mm-hmm. she did. And you can feel it there. And there's this there's huge lesbian overtones. Yeah. And Hitchcock wasn't able to uh, outright say outright say these things but instead he has this negligee that is see-through mm-hmm. and basically Miss Danvers is is like feeling the negligee mm-hmm. up how this got past the haze code it's it's because it's a visual effect and they never mentioned it and he didn't even tell Judith Anderson is that who plays um uh, yeah yeah Judith Anderson what like the the subtext of that, but he knew all along. Yeah, that is what he was going for. And you can just see, like at that moment, how much Joan Fontaine is 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 just about to just break down yeah. completely. Well, she's on the verge of breaking down the entire movie, and it's right? so creepy. Like even when she comes into that room and her hand is going out, and you see the doorknob going. Mm-hmm. The doorknob. It's almost like Alice in Wonderland. Like the doorknob is is heightened. It's above. Yeah. So it's even again making her seem like this. This child, yeah. even though she's married, but she's she's got no sexual agency. Mm-hmm. She's completely out of her depth, uh, and and she's been put in this place by you know Lawrence Olivier's you know yeah. Maxim de Winter, who who I zero respect for. It doesn't seem like he actually likes her at all. In this it's movie. almost like he's brought her here because the innocence, the her being naive, is something he just wants to be around. But he doesn't you want got that, that female right? com- like companion. He, he just wanted to like lord. Okay, not lord over her, but he didn't care about her as like a, a, a an adult or a woman. He cared about her as a girl, which is kind of spooky. Because like, I think he's afraid like, yeah. of oh, because of what Rebecca was. Yeah. super sexually charged yet yeah. she she knew who she was everybody was eating out of her hand she's like charmed seduced everyone he around doesn't her. want that and he want yeah. and you know you, they talk about the family name they talk about how that's important yeah. so he's he's almost got like very like Bronte-esque character brooding uh leading man mm-hmm. that she's fallen for just because you know I think there's probably you know Daddy issues oh, uh, 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 that, that play that, and and the hope of she's heard of Mandalay. Yeah, this is a magical place. This is one of the most magical a places. Charming of a. So we'll get there, and you get clips of when they're away on their honeymoon when they show, and that's that's a, a Hitchcock construction. I think that's a smart one where they're showing the home. They movies. were actually happy, and you get a glimpse like, oh, he was charming, and, and you mm-hmm. can you can fill in the blanks. About how he was there and how she convinces herself, but the moment they go in there, she just turned into this small, fragile character um, that that he is being basically, you know, played with by this this character, yeah. and and you know, the on set, I think Joan Fontaine's incredible in, oh, yeah. in, in the movie, and on set. Olivia didn't want her there because he wanted Vivian Lee, who he was in a relationship with, and he was all pissed off when it when it happened. And all the, the British actors didn't realize she was British. They thought she was American because she was living that in good. America. 
and 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 she was that yeah. good of an actress that they were like, oh, this just American like starlet yeah. whatever that's uh, sells a Hollywood mix. hussy. Um, and Olivia de Havilland's little sister. Yeah, um, it was was how they saw, and even uh, uh, I guess. Olivier swears at one point, price is fuck or something, yeah. and it's just like, oh, you can't say that, you know, the bride to be you got, you can't say, you know, she's that's the word you can't use. And he was like, oh, who'd who'd you marry? And he says some like two bit actor. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, what? Couldn't you find anyone better? That's actually <laughs> like the line. It's supposedly what's ruined her marriage. Oh, that's crazy. Like he could never see, because he went on about it. But like she was sequestered in Hitchcock, then started playing into that because he's... Oh, he's a he's he's a tormentor, right? He's, he's, like, he's, he's not a great guy yeah. uh, a lot of the time. But he... he uh, someone says, oh, it's, it's Joan's birthday. We should have a big birthday party. So he does it, but he doesn't tell any of the actors come down that they're doing the birthday party so none of them show up. It's just like her with a candle and a her and Her and the crew, but none of the people that she's supposed to be peers with are oh, there. Oh, that's amazing. So, and you, what a, you get What that. a shitty movie for her to yeah. get, right? Like, I can see why she does well in this because she's pretty much playing that character, right? Like, and this is her big first role. Yeah. I think, you know, everything that I've seen, this is, you know, a, a pinnacle moment for mm-hmm. her. She wins for Suspicion, which she's quite good in it as well. Another Hitchcock movie the next year, but I think she's better in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you you you've got you know almost like uh, I, I like this reference that I, I I saw that I guess has been thrown around by a bunch of kind of you know academics where Rebecca is almost like the unseen Jaws before you see the shark. Like you're just she's just you're like, waiting. You're for waiting Rebecca. for Rebecca the whole time to come up. Um, yeah, like I, 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 uh, I, I, I love this movie. I love Manderley. I love mm. being in that setting and what's going on. It even starts off in a weird way where they're reminiscing about Manderley. Yeah, and kind of going up to like the uh, the broken down. It, oh, vi- that's very Citizen yeah. Kane. And 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 Kane, I guess. Um, so before he makes Kane, he does a radio play of Rebecca Orson Welles. Okay. And and he he cuts to it and a lot of the effects that are using this deep focus which is usually considered Citizen Kane's thing. They use it much more predominant in that movie. It's used in Rebecca. Yeah. The story is there's very there's a lot of parallels to this even the, you know Hitchcock tries to d- didn't want to do the flashbacks because that was the first thing, like, are we going to show Rebecca? Are we yeah. going to do flashbacks? He's like, I hate flashbacks. Like, there's a great scene where they kind of unravel the mystery and how he he uses the camera. In so that he's, cabin, in that, right? The cottage down what by the sea. What a cool way to tell this story, right? Uh, yeah. it, it's an, it, like it really solves a problem, the mm-hmm. cheese factor that he wanted to stay away from, but also explain what's yeah. going on. And, you know, you that's when you start seeing the agency come to the second Mrs. Mm-hmm. DeWinter a little bit, where she starts feeling like, oh, I, I can have some some I can figure power this here. I, this guy actually might want me like I thought when we were yeah. you know we, we were first together, um, and and he he allows her to have more control and and actually guide he was him on his way out essentially like all right i'm out they, they figured this out i will see you later yeah. i i was i fucked up um yeah I, I, yeah I, i've talked a lot on this one yeah, so, hey listen um <laughs> and it yeah i think it's still very uh hitchcockian film because it puts you in the head of 
the the main character the whole mm-hmm. time and and tries to leave you it doesn't sugarcoat it it doesn't tell you exactly what's going on most of the time uh and even the reveal it it tries to be more of a visual storm uh, yeah. story uh telling than it has any right to be it- even after the reveal, there's still like a half hour left of this movie that tells of the uh, the trial. What's going I on? Guess, the, yeah, I thought was kind of cool. Um, yeah, and I, I again, I think the the collaboration between Selznick and Hitchcock only works on this movie, from in my opinion, out of all the movies they made together, because uh, once Selznick's got other things to do, yeah. and two, I think they both play to their strengths because uh, they want this to be a success. They want this relationship. Selznick has a lot of money invested in Hitchcock. He wants them to be happy. So even though there's this back and forth, it eventually mm-hmm. blows up and they can't fucking work yeah. together. And and it ends with the parodying case, which for me is the worst Hitchcock film I, I've seen yet out, out of the, I don't know, 40 Hitchcock movies I've yeah, seen. That bad, eh? It's terrible. Um and and Selznick is all over that, and you can tell like Hitchcock just does not care. He's at checked that point. out. But this one, I think, is a real collaboration. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, what are your thoughts on it, buddy? Um, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of this film. It, no? it didn't. Um, it actually might have went down for me. Oh, really? On second viewing, it, the, my one problem, my, one of my biggest problems with last time is I didn't believe the relationship between the two, and I think this time, I I, I do think it makes sense you can see how just because she is just so she's just like he it's like almost like a celebrity coming up and giving you attention yeah, she's and a like, babe in the woods man. yeah who, like, you, so i think i don't have a problem with their relationship but i do i just i don't like him and i guess you're not supposed to but i, I just don't enjoy his character and i i find out i found her this time i think the first time i i kind of saw her as like you felt bad for anyone to see this time i was just kind of like you're, i just found her annoying oh yeah oh really <laughs> she's so whiny and crying over all the time and it's like and i get that's the, the point of it mm. she's supposed to just be this little kid in this this land that she doesn't belong in but yeah i don't know i just didn't like her character and and i feel like where people complain about like oh oh old movies that I, I can't watch them because they're so cheesy and like over dramatic with the music and the acting and the dialogue and I think you get a lot of that in this there's some moments that I think were just kind of cringeworthy on this time around that I noticed I, I'm not a huge <clears throat> fan of the of the score myself other than mm. the uh, Rebecca theme that plays and the the use of that synth that it's synth like the, is weird right yeah the first polyphonic synth ever made oh really uh, and they use that and, and it eventually becomes a science fiction thing but I yeah. think it's that is really really cool mm-hmm. but some of the actual like it's just—it's it's a little bit overdone. Yeah. I, I would, and, and say. I find that kind of adds. Like, there, there's some moments that uh, Joan Von, Fontaine, her acting is just like. I, I think sometimes she's great, and I think at other times, and maybe again, it's her character. It's just like so over the top. Her reactions and stuff. I don't know. It. Uh, I didn't enjoy that. I do feel too. I mean, that this movie it took me three nights to finish. I. I just find it. It drags a lot. I mean, it's one of his... I don't know if it's a longer one, but it's over... It's two and a half hours, yeah. 15 minutes. So it was I think a, only North by Northwest and Parodying Case are long. Are yeah, long. I, I feel I feel this one, you feel it. I feel like it's cut... The beginning's kind of fun with her, with the older woman, her... um, what, What's her... Companion. 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 I, that's when kind of fun. Yeah, and then yeah. once it gets here... I mean, it's interesting. Like, I like... I think the... Um, what's her name? Um, Miss Danvers Stanford. is amazing. I think she mm-hmm. kind of steals the film... But I think a lot of that other stuff, like, it's not that interesting. Even when his sister comes, you think that's going to be more fun because he goes on about how she's very judgmental. And, like, I don't know, it wasn't that interesting compared to some of his other films when those 
those type of characters come in. See, I love all the <clears throat> characters. I love even the, the Colonel. The yeah, <laughs> like he's amazing. Yeah. I, I like Frank, who's kind of like the the caretaker of Manderley and mm. like his relationship with. He's just like a nice yeah. old guy, but yeah. he's not that. But he's not that nice. Like he's just like a good character. Yeah, part. Yeah. I like uh, Leo Carroll, who's a, a character actor. It's mil- million thing who plays the doctor at the end. Oh yes, yes. He's yes, always yes, yes. like a commanding yeah. presence. Um, yeah, like the, it, the asylum, uh, asylum guy who didn't want to go back to the asylum. Who oh was yeah, again, like what a cool well, character. It, it, yeah. Like I, I think that was maybe what I thought. I watched the movie and I, I thought Bommy Ben. I I know why Kyle doesn't like this. It's too close to home. It reminds him. <laughs> it's like he you know he, he, he sees himself and he doesn't want to go back there. Uh, it did bring back some memories, but um, um, yeah, I, I do feel like too. Like I feel like the house is you know is is also probably the one of the best characters in the movie. It definitely like has this person. I think it's beautiful. The sets. Yeah. I think when that scene where you're talking about where she first goes into the room and she opens the curtains and like all that is gorgeous. There's some amazing set pieces. I mean, I think the same way you watch Haunted Houses, I think you'll you'll get a kick out of this for that. It feels like a Haunted House movie. It really does movie. without the ghost, yeah. right? But again, my problem is, like, all that's great, and I think it works to a point where she's stuck in this house, but then I think they lose something when they go out for a half an hour into the trial. Like, I think, to me, the film would have almost worked better. Like, you're stuck, this woman is stuck in this house, and, and just build up on that. I think as soon as they leave the thing, I think the mystery, like, and it's it's not that special. It's kind of the least interesting part of the movie. And like, who, I don't even care because the guy's a dick. Like, who cares what happens to him? I think it's what happens to her. <laughs> yeah, uh, is is like she's now tied into it. And and for me, Hitchcock does his Hitchcock thing where, like, once you once you know that he's in he's in danger, but like her, she almost becomes excited. She mm-hmm. livens up. Like there's a there's a moment that her whole body language starts changing and it starts changing throughout the the picture uh, something to bond them together yeah of- yeah and in, in like in a classic Hitchcock way like they're because well, she in he, the it's wrong. like the first time where he kind of almost needs her right like yeah. he needs the support he needs something he lets to, his guard down uh, finally and and I I think that's why the the last half an hour really works for me but I, I don't, again I still feel like he. Like fuck that guy. Like <laughs> I don't think he's all of a sudden gonna be a nice guy because he needs her. Like no, I, I like I don't think they're like if you look to where they're gonna be. It's not gonna be a happily ever after no, story. That's that's almost like you know I sometimes am still at Mandalay. Like I think she's still even when she's doing the voiceover at the beginning. <clears throat> it, it pines for that of what that could have been. Yeah, like in her mind, she was going to this place, and she it was, was going gonna, to be a princess. She was going to have her castle. We're going to have all these amazing parties yeah. and friends, and I'm going to learn to be this sort of way mm-hmm. and 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 elevate my life. And it it doesn't happen. Like it's not yeah. uh, a, a crazy, you know. It, uh, yeah, I, I don't like seeing Miss Danvers outside the house either. I, I think that kind of took away too, where she's outside and and talk. I don't know. She just feels like she's like a she shadow there. of Mandalay. Yeah. And I yeah. think when you take her out, it kind of takes it out a bit. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's this is uh, this is it's not my least favorite Hitchcock, but it's near the bottom for me. Oh, it just really? doesn't work for me. Yeah, and it, for me, it's it's up there. Like yeah. I I've seen this. It, mm-hmm. It's got to be close to the most. Like Rear Window, I've seen more. Um, I think, like again, what, when, what I love about Hitchcock is like the thrilling, the adventure, the suspense, and I don't think you get a lot of that in this. I don't like, think it you get a lot of suspense in the movie. I, think, I, I like, don't think try, it's a, like it's a different whole, again. Sort the of whole thing. mystery thing is like I don't know who cares about it. It's not that interesting for me. I don't know. 
Yeah. I, I think it's a bit, it's more interesting wondering where they're going with it. And then when you see where they're going with it, you're like, oh, that's, that's it? Okay. Mm. Oh. Um, yeah. Do we want to do ratings and then spoilers? Uh, sure. Yes. I'm going to go um, 8 out of 10. I enjoyed oh. this. And I'm going to go 9 out of 10. Jesus. Uh, six and a half for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh. This might no be maniac. the most divisive movie. <laughs> well, you guys both liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... Uh, yeah, the probably the cl- closest. Other, uh, you really like Spellbound, and we didn't like yeah. Spellbound the last time. That was probably, mm. but the, I don't think it was this far apart. Yeah, there wasn't a uh, uh, whatever that. Yeah, that's, well, like, I, I think that's it, like a two and a half point uh, like discrepancy. That's yeah. kind of a. I think there's another one. Us. I feel like that you really like, and I don't like mm. as much. But thirty nine steps, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, yeah, that that one I like. I think more than this, but. Uh, do you it, want to get into spoilers? Yeah. Sure. Uh, sure, yeah. So uh, if you don't want the, the movie spoiled for you, um, we'll put the time at the bottom. Just uh, skip ahead. Cool. So I love the ending. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, yeah, the yeah, ending. Yeah. So basically, you know, it, it, everything comes out about Rebecca, how sh- she was trying to scam... Uh, Maxim de Winters. Basically, they get married. We are. I am now the queen of Manderley. You're going to do my bidding because uh, fuck you. That's why. <laughs> yeah, we're never. I'm yeah. never going to be your lover. I'm, yeah. We're never going to mm-hmm. have almost anything to do together. And your son it might not be your son, but hey, who, who, who are you going to tell? Asshole? So that's what happens yeah. eventually. So they they live this life for yeah. a few years. She plays mm-hmm. the loving wife. Yeah. Everyone thinks that, but he's basically trapped in this thing, and he doesn't want to. Ruin. He's he's all caught up in the the family, yeah. and you know, very class structured yeah. system. And uh, basically, as years go on, she's got all these extra lovers. One of them is her cousin, her cousin played is, by George Sanders. That's weird, right? Is weird. Hey, man. I think that was a normal thing. Yeah. Like he looked like Jerry Lewis, and them, I think but... like uh, who's like Edgar Allan Poe. I think they all like were. There's a bunch cousin. of cousins, yeah. cousin love that goes on in the world, uh, <laughs> in this world included. Uh, hey, if you're gonna get George Sanders in the movie, uh, that's yeah. good. But anyways, she comes and she basically has this weird look on her face and says, "I've got." a boy and it's not yours and he's gonna get to take yeah. this over and and Maxim has this crazy temper and he's a fucking lunatic yeah so you th- in, in the book he kills her like mm-hmm. he actually kills her in this one he's raging and then she actually just falls and dies and then he yeah. sets her on uh, on her boat sinks, it. sinks the boat and eventually they find the body and that's how the trial mm-hmm. happens because he's already um, oh, this is my wife. Of course she's dead. Yeah, somebody else rolled up on the shore and he was like, yeah, my wife, this is so sad, yeah. whatever, they move on. Um, so, but what ends up happening is Rebecca wasn't pregnant. She actually had cancer. They find the doctor. Mm. He, you know, he's cleared. He's on his way back to Manderley. Miss Danvers has found out that everything has been a lie, that what's nuts. going on. And she goes nuts and she starts burning down Manderley, which is Incredible! Those yeah. scenes of her in Rebecca's room it is awesome. And right? I guess they—they they, um, she's wearing asbestos under her clothes, so she doesn't like burn up. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So it, uh, the visual effects guy was like, "That was a really dangerous scene," almost like implying mm. that we would never do this anymore. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and so that she's lined with all this asbestos, and then they go in, and you know she's she's burning up, and then they go back. To the bed, and it's a very Citizen Kane moment as well. Yeah, the, the, the R, R is, is there, and that burns up. It, it's a yeah. fantastic mm-hmm. uh, ending, and and what it, uh, you know it's supposed to mean. Selznick had this idea that the the sm- smoke would make an R in the sky, which is terrible. Yeah, didn't they so shoot it or something, stupid. and he reshot it or something? I don't think or? they ever shot okay. it. I think it was one of the things he was like, 
uh, we we don't know how to make yeah. this or like mm. something like that. Yeah, and I, I guess I was, I was reading too that the, the whole ending why he didn't kill him that was like a whole um, what is it the production code thing where they, they weren't allowed back then to show someone murder someone and get away with yeah. it so. They had to make it. Well, he never actually murdered her. It was an accident, and she was going to commit oh. suicide anyway, or she was dying anyway. And this was all kind of her way to get revenge, I guess, in the grave uh, to him. I think it would have been hard for, for them to, especially at that time, even if they were like he somehow made it so he out uh, outwardly murdered her with a gun. Yeah, like yeah. I think it's in the novel, it would have been hard to to make it happen. But yeah, that's the moment for me. I just love to see what happens with Joan Fontaine's character did, did you guys feel the, the uh, trial there was no like stakes you just kind of knew ah it's, whatever the, the trial yeah. is almost just like comical to yeah. me yeah uh, like the the judge everyone's kind of on his side uh, and like actually one of my biggest issues with the trial yeah. is Fontaine fainting at that moment mm-hmm. because I feel like her character that's her whole genuine. character <laughs> but it, yeah it, you're right though. did, that did she do it on but, purpose yeah. though like I, I feel know. like she did it like as like a oh shit he's about to snap and you're like oh my like, I guess if you have that reading yeah like I didn't get the impression but I didn't get me, that yeah. impression either I, I think it's a I think it's a character mistake and a flaw yeah. that's a, I, I don't know it's like to me this film had so much potential I think if you got rid of all that fucking trial that's the most interest, uninteresting part of that movie Kept it in the house. Maybe did what happened to Rebecca more interesting, but it's all stuck in the house. And it, it's like her getting mad. The going actual mad trial is only about five it. minutes or something. Yeah, it's it's, not that, that, like, I love all the blackmail stuff, though, with yeah. uh, Favelle. And he's kind of in like the car, like just stealing oh, this so stuff good. from the basket, like drinking all like the gin like that. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're now a team on the yeah. bench, too. Like, you actually feel like I love all that stuff. I love this stuff when they go to London and meet the other doctor. Mm. It is the trial where Bobby Ben. I do like that's yeah. a great, great scene. I, I don't, I, I don't want to go back to the asylum. I like the the. Uh, uh, are we are we done spoilers or is this still? Spoilers? Uh, this would be the last spoiler. Okay, so right. they're go- just in case we say anything yeah. about the trial. Mm. But you, <clears throat> the the police officer that's outside the trial, like this is another one of Hitchcock's like fuck the police sort of moments mm. where he's just telling a crazy story and he's seeming like this big. Big man, mm-hmm. um, that guy was like a big comedian at, at the time. Oh, was he? Like, anyways, a, I think yeah. uh, that's the end of the spoils for do me. You, yeah. do you have any more money? No, no, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's it for spoilers. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add about? I think that's pretty much it. I'm yeah, I, I was next week. I was somewhat worried. Um, okay, I do have a couple of trivia things, or yeah. just one. The only thing I have is the budget was one point. Two nine million, it made six million, so it was a big success. And uh, yeah, like yeah. It, it was the it, it got him kickstarted to the point where now he could make all these other movies. Yeah. And um, yeah, sorry, what were you saying? I, oh, I was gonna say um, that I was worried because I watched this a uh, a year ago for our other Hitchcock series. So I was thinking, ah, yeah, I didn't watch this lot long ago. Like, yeah, is this I just watched go- it. I think around that time too. Is this gonna so I was go? Like, Fuck you, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> is, but but for me, it it cemented it because I I almost thought well because I'd heard Kyle's mm-hmm. issues with it, yeah. so they're rattling around my brain when I'm watching it. Yeah. But I never brought up any of these issues on, on uh, last time. My my big, biggest issue was last time. I didn't believe their relationship. Yeah, and yeah. And, and you didn't like Lawrence Olivier at all. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, sucks. yeah. <laughs> um, he did like yeah. I think before even more so. Like he just feels so overacting. I think this time it wasn't as bad, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of that in this. It's just it's very overdramatic. <laughs> um, yeah, for like I, I think he's 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 fine. Like he out of the all the the main characters, I think is the uh, the 
least interesting or engaged, but he's a fantastic freaking actor, yeah. so it, it doesn't really... Yeah, he's yeah. probably the biggest actor in the yeah. whole bunch, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird that he, he's probably the worst in the movie. Yeah, like, I, I think he, <clears throat> I, I think he's somewhat disinterested the war is going on but it, I think it all serves oh, as character that's right this is like before the war like the, the UK enters the war as they're in production and, yeah. and he's British and a lot of them are Brit- yeah. British so there's a lot of like uh, I can see why the bit distracted maybe but that serves it so Hitchcock yeah. started realizing that too and he didn't bother with him he, just he didn't. Kinda, he just was like no I want this this is how I want him to be I'm not gonna interfere a bit of loaf yeah, yeah. Because uh, he aloof and like nervous and like on edge, and I guess <laughs> Hitchcock only usually gets involved when he really feels like he needs to bring something yeah. out. So he was with Joan Fontaine and Judith Bring, Anderson bringing all her the out, time. Yeah. They, he was always really, yeah. really particular about both of them. Well, again, their performances are stand out in this. Fantastic, stand out. Um, and on suspicion, she thought she was going to get the same thing. Yeah, and he basically ignored her, but that she won the Oscar. That's mm-hmm. that'd be an interesting one to do. Everybody likes Cary Grant and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't have that at all. I was like, oh yeah, this is why this is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, um, a movie that I've I've basically watched my whole life. Rebecca. Cool. Well, yeah, there yeah, you go. We're um, excited to stick around for the rest of our. Yeah, yeah I can't, we'll I can't back, wait for more Hitchcock. Uh, Can Shadow. you tell I'm just like <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like Shadow the Doubt uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. If Hitch, you, supposedly Hitch Hitchcock's favorite, yeah. even though we. we oh really? Oh. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you want to share your thoughts, uh, do you agree with these two guys or do you agree with me? (laughs) Share it. Let us know. Um, You can get a hold of us uh, Facebook. Uh, We have a group page, like page. Uh, You can find us at uh, Gmail at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. We are on ICQ at moviecitymaniacs. Actually, we're on uh, Instagram, moviecitymaniacs. Yeah. And lots of stuff happened on there. Hey, You'll, things are happening, man. You'll see videos of us. Ooh, we can see uh, the good-looking faces around. We're going to reenact a couple Hitchcock scenes. Oh, we're going re- <laughs> to reenact Rebecca. Actually, yeah. actually, I, I think I might, I, might do, do, uh, I might do a monologue in the next one. Is that a, okay? Oh, that'd be awesome. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it next week. All right, everybody, stay scared, guys. Bye. Do we need to say yep. our Hitchcock series begins? Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say that's the first time I... Yeah, I was about to say, God damn it. But yeah, no, let's make that fucker do it again. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got it. It's like the army. You have to be like one part of your We don't want this guy like getting a, cocky yeah. here. Can you do one more? Yep. You kind of sound yeah. confused there. Like, <laughs> what are we doing?